Yeah. We have a, a, a guest here, Jimmy. Jimmy yeah. M, we'll call him. Jimmy M, yeah. yeah. We got Johnny uh, Suck Pump <laughs> and Jimmy M. <laughs> <laughs> I like the bus ball, so. <laughs> what would you do if you had a million dollars? I'll tell you what I'd do, man. You Two know, chicks at the same time, man. Bitch, that's a real nigga shit. You're a real nigga story, you know what I'm saying? This beat is so, so rich. All right, uh, episode, what is this? Episode 17. 17. 17. We got a special episode today. We have uh, we have a few people here with us, but uh, our main guy today, our main guest is uh, Bobby Martini that... Um, you know his name rings bells all around Boston and Somerville. He he wrote a he wrote a book called uh, Citizen Somerville. Can we we show this great book about growing up in um, in, in Somerville and, and in Boston during during um, you know some crazy times, right? It was it was a it was a different era there, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let him him run with it a little, and um, we're gonna. Well, a lot. He can run with it as much as he wants. Bobby kind of calls the shots around here. What did, um, we, what'd you, gotta, want, gotta, what, what'd you want to know? How the how the uh, Winter Hill Gang started and how it be- became one? Is yeah. that what you want to know? All yeah, right. definitely. Well, there really wasn't no Winter Hill Gang. There was a bunch of truck drivers back in the early 60s. Uh, Buddy McLean and how he went to own a trucking company. Yeah. And it was a beef up in Salisbury, and it was a Charleston guy that grabbed the tits of a Somerville guy's wife, and it, it, he took offense to it, and they beat him up, dumped him in a hospital somewhere, and he lived. And the next day, the, the McLaughlins, they wanted Buddy to kill the two guys that beat up their guy. But Buddy wasn't like that. He's probably the toughest street fighter, right, in Boston history in that, in the 50s and 60s, right, at least. And he says, no, I'm not. So, But the next day, Bernie McLaughlin goes down a side street in Somerville and hooks up dynamite to his car. His German shepherd hears him, and he comes out with a Luger. I don't know where he got the Luger, I think. <laughs> I don't know, but it was somebody. And he starts shooting at Bernie going down the street. Well, his wife and the three kids were going to get in that car later on, and they would have been dead with the with with the dynamite. So, and he had a he he had a pretty good temper, and he was tough and but well respected. He was a longshoreman, and he fought everybody. There wasn't no one he wouldn't fought. So, so good. So the whole the whole went the whole you know. Mob, well, mob wars, Irish mob wars was all over just a beef up the beach over someone grabbing That's all. a girl. Yeah, a couple of tits. Tits tits started it off, you know. You ever been there? Yeah, I'm sure. Been you a know. few, uh, you ever hear few that, fights over. You ever hear that thing? Tits are for kids? <laughs> 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 all right, all right. But, but anyway, so then a week or so later, him and... Bobo Petrocone drive to uh, City Square in Charlestown, but he slides underneath the uh, tractor trailer. In the middle of Charlestown, there's going to be 50 people. Who knows how many people? They're right in the middle. Goes up and empties the gun in Bernie McLaughlin. And that started the gang war, a.k.a. with the Hill Gang, I guess they would call it. It would be Joe McDonald, Howie Winter, and Buddy McLean. And Howie would always profess... 
as being, as a matter of fact, he, I listened to a tape I did of him years ago, and he said, I was actually Buddy McLean's lieutenant. Wow. And I would, and he would, anyone who used to come in, he'd have to see me first, like Joe Barboza in the old days. Barboza, who gave up the Lamones, he killed a couple of guys and, gave, and turned it on to the Italians, and the Italian guys went away for 30 years for nothing. Joe says to Howie one day, yeah, I'm going to start taking over Sowell, and I'm going to uh, collect money from every bar and this and that. And Howie goes, well, you know, the bars around Sowell are, are friends of mine. We play softball with them. We, you know, we help them. We do yeah. everything for them. So if you're going to hurt them, you're not a friend of mine no more. And that's how Barboza never had nothing to do in Sowell. Right. There you go. I was uh, Bob Oz's name come up today because I was talking with someone about um, uh, Georgie Colton's name come up. You remember Georgie Colton? Georgie was a fighter out of Lowell. And in the Highland Tap, there was a picture of him. And I think, what was Bob Oz's name? Barone? Was it, was it Bob Oz? I forget what it was. But there was a picture of Barone, Georgie Colton, yeah, yeah. a black and white picture. And it said, George Colton Lowell. And then it said, like, Joe Barone, East Boston. Yeah, Barron, yeah. yeah. Even though he was Joe from the New Barron. Bedford or yeah. wherever he was from originally. And, I'm, and I was talking to someone today. And I'm like, what happened to all those pictures in the Highland Tap? And the kid Gary Mullen, he goes, um, kid Todd Wallen, they closed the bar. He took all those stuff. And I'm, there were so many cool photos like that. But that was a, that was a good one. I remember Bob Oz's head was, like, about this fucking big. He had a, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he had a big, big jaw. So before I forget, <clears throat> though, Joe D'Angelo, D'Angelo's right, fought Rocky Marciano in the amateurs and beat him. Buddy McLean went toe to toe with him for an hour, right? <laughs> but anyways, yeah. he fought him for an hour and he beat Rocky Marciano in the amateurs. Jesus. Joe D'Angelo's the only guy ever to beat Marciano. Yeah, we, you all right? Oh, wow. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm just listening. So, um, this week, I'll, um, I get a call from um, Pat. I can mention Pat's name, right? Yeah. Pat and he gave me a call and um, over this Sean Hicks stuff, and then um, our other friend over here, Johnny Mack. And uh, Jimmy all chimed in. They called me. They were like, thank you for exposing exposing this guy. Because since uh, this this Hick started telling these lies and saying he was, you know, trained to be a killer and molded. And, and, and you know, he's dropping a lot of names. And, and I didn't want to get into the the almost sink to his level like oh i know this guy or that guy then you name dropping right yes, oh, i know jimmy exactly, or pat yeah. or i know yeah. this and i didn't want to like i just did you mean no you no, you, no, no 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 you no know, no 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 and and like when you know um a couple of cops reached out to me that uh, that that arrested this kid hicks in the past and said you know everything he says is a lie he's a con man I, i've been getting some calls lately from guys like this and good guys like you i yeah. heard you put something on facebook about this guy and um for exposing him you know and and we we got to keep doing it because you know like i said this guy's getting book deals and everything and if someone has to put a stop to it because he'll just keep going and not to mention like like you can say this families yes. and, you know that well that's what i said to you earlier it's what he's saying could could really influence like guys that grew up in that era and their families from Charlestown, Southie, Somerville. He's going to be saying stuff. He's so off the fucking wall that he could probably say, "I killed fucking three people," or, or somebody else killed three people, and you can't pr 
Yeah. Now you got the proof is in the. You yeah. know, they're going to come at me, or they're going to go out somebody else in, in some yeah. role, or Charleston or Southie. Yeah. Anybody, he could just say Pat did something. Yeah. And and, and he, that's the fucking problem with this guy. He's so volatile. He could destroy so many people's lives, not hundreds even, thousands or maybe even a hundred thousand lives. This fucking idiot could could ruin. Am I right, Jimmy? You know, yeah. Well, you know, he, he could say you did it. You know. Yeah, and, and and especially with his clips going viral with this guy English's podcast, yeah. wherever he is, uh, Ireland or Scotland or England, uh, I forget what he is. They're getting so many views. So if this guy goes and says, "Oh, you know, Bundy fucking killed the cat," right? Next yeah. thing you know, yeah, I mean, All you right. get a million people seeing that, or more than that, millions, right, seeing it, and it just, you know, it's like all these lies he's been saying over the years. They're almost starting to become yeah. truths because newspaper articles will be written with how he went to his nephew. Now, which isn't. As you you know know being a personal friend of his and you yeah. you can elaborate well, on well, on, he, on this. Well, he came to Ellen's house one time, and I, I I'm not sure of how he's alive. Then was he? Ellen, yeah, he was alive. Ellen's Ellen Brogner is Howie with his wife. Right. She never took the last name with her. Okay. And he walked up to the or a place in wherever she lives, and um, he goes, "Yeah, I'm Howie with his uh, Nephew, and I want to talk to him, and this and that. She goes, get the fuck out of here, you. Because she's got balls. Good for her. She's got some balls. And she's not afraid to say it. I know she said it. And she was a thousand percent right not letting him get in that fucking house. Because who knows what. Taking pictures or anything to to bolster his story like that he belonged or he knew how the house was laid out or whatever it is. You know, he's just such a fucking liar, you know. On how he found her down at the store and used that to get in there. And Maybe that I don't know. I mean, not it's I, not her nephew. It's yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I think I think most people know now, unless you're a complete idiot, that this guy, everything he's saying is a lie. And and you know this. I don't know how. Well, I do know how the Blackstone Publishing now they're ignoring my messages because now they're vested in it. They gave him a check for fifty thousand, really? and instead of having some some. Uh, journalistic integrity and saying hey we wrote this guy a check but you know what let's nix let's nix this book because obviously they know at this point right that some some people that know what 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 score what the score is uh reaching out to them and saying hey this guy's a complete fraud he hoodwinked you and whatever it is and now they're ignoring that they're ignoring my messages and and everything else so they they have no journalistic integrity as far as i'm concerned it's all about the bottom dollar and uh, i'm just you know well uh, if they want jur- journal how do you say that journalistic integrity thank you body. very much I stick, around. I stick, around. Speech, okay. stick around give me a, uh, give me a good good say, say, yeah, yeah. what do you want to say bunny yeah, 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 i say the big words bunny just nods and you said if you want journalistic integrity oh, maybe you're going to talk about so if you want yeah i i have over 30 hours of dvd interview i got six hours with howie i got two or three hours with ellen i have everybody who was anybody in somerville on dvd and that's all my backup in this book this book is the the truest book out there yeah. because it's backed up with the DVDs, with the with the people looking at him, I have, and this kid has nothing. No, he just has his word. No. I have thirty hours of no tapes, yeah. the live tapes. I mean, I got tapes everywhere. Yeah, I got yeah. one of you. 
Yeah, I bet you do. Um, just check the dates with yeah. the whole James, James English interview where it, you know it doesn't even add up. Yeah, not nothing adds up. Right, you know, no. Um, everything he says, Howie's either in jail or Whitey's away. That he said he went to see Howie's and J Johnny typed that up for me. So, but I can't read. So Bobby, I'll uh, I'll go over. A few, I'll gloss over a few things on this. Um, so Bobby Martini, I'm good friends with Justin Halloran, who's his nephew. Yeah. Bobby's sister Patty Halloran is a legend in her own right, who grew up in this life with yeah. all these people. I mean, you know, Patty Halloran is an absolute legend. I got to shout her out. And Justin Halloran, who's a great kid, who's another one who's clean and sober now yeah. and running um running a program. Executive director in uh, Waltham, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He's we doing won't say good. the name of that place because they haven't sent me any guys to my sober house yet, but. Okay. We'll we'll work I'm on sorry. that. I, I, him and I, him, think? nobody cares. Anthony and Jackie, Donovan <laughs> have always been good to me and shouted me out. They're all they're all great people. I actually got this polo coat from. We'll uh, we'll dedicate this episode to Sean Haller and rest oh, in good. peace. Yeah. Um, Bobby's other nephew who gave me this coat as a gift. And did he really? I didn't know that. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's he nice. did. Um, and that so i just want to touch on that how i know bobby and i um i see him at the golden gloves every year and uh and he reached out to me about this stuff you know they used to do advertisers with me when i fought really on the bottom of my shoes they put eat at joe's yeah so when i, so when I get knocked out people don't know where to fucking eat <laughs> I don't think you got knocked out. Listen, I don't think I don't know if you've ever got knocked out with that never, fucking it. Never. See, I, uh, I'm pretty sure. Hey, yeah, I'm pretty sharp. I don't think anyone ever put you to sleep. But you know, it's funny you tell that story. One time back when I was messed up on the drugs, it was on Christmas Day, and I I overdosed. And I remember they were put me in the ambulance, and I had on these Adidas shell toes, and they had green and red stripes. They were a Christmas edition Adidas. And on the bottom of the soles, one said naughty and one said nice. I remember the guys put me in. He goes, well, I guess you were naughty today. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was on another note. But uh, yeah, So you just it. said that, right? Yeah. So f at, at Casey's, the uh, my birthday's January 1st. Right. So they got us two hats, me and my friend at his pockets, as we take out every Friday. And my hat said naughty. And his said nice. Really? It was all over the internet, naughty and nice. <laughs> so it's so bizarre that you would say that. Yeah, craziness. <laughs> but uh, getting back to this stuff, I mean, okay. I'm from Lowell. Bobby's from Somerville. Somerville's technically not Boston, for those people that don't know, but you could walk to the Boston Garden. So, I mean, for all intents and purposes, right? Somerville. You, and, you know, it's, it's, it, and even though I'm, you know, 30 minutes outside of Boston, Boston is such a small place. Yeah. Like Jimmy, uh, you know, Johnny, uh, uh, Bobby, uh, everybody knows someone who's related to somebody and you do something to someone. And, and when this guy first came around, that was the thing. It was like people called me up. Hey, have you heard this guy's name? And I remember Jackie Hicks from East Boston. He was in Concord years ago. And, you know, there's some hickeys from Charlestown. And I said, no, I've never heard this guy's name. And they're like, well, he's claimed before I saw any of the clips, you know, yeah. he's claiming to do this and that. So, of course, me, like anybody else call up this one or that one hey you know guy he was claiming he was from salty at first now he's backpedaling on that hey have you ever heard that and nobody not nobody a, not a soul oh, and i ripped on him for two three weeks putting it on my instagram until a couple people messaged me and said oh i was in denim with him he was a pc you know he, really he'd go in the showers with no shower shoes on and he was and i'm just like of course he did you know what i mean this is all starting to it's i put all, him on facebook i got 
I don't have how many you have because you're a big shot. You know, nothing. <laughs> but I got a couple of thousand followers, yeah. and I got more things. Who is this? Yeah. You know, because all my friends from Somerville yeah. that I grew up with, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm 71, so he's 52. Yeah. So when was he born? Yeah, 71, right? 71. Well, 71? Yeah. yeah. I was getting out of the Marines then. Yeah, this, you know, and, and you know, uh, it's funny, um, you know these guys. These guys took me away from my father too when I was yeah. when I was a small child. They they took me up to what does he call it? Up, upstate New England. Really? Yeah. yeah they they uh, Pat, Jimmy, all these guys. Uncle, Uncle Pat, yeah. Uncle Jimmy, and Uncle. They took, but but my father wasn't on the porch crying. He was saying thank you. Oh yeah, take him away. But they molded me to be a gentleman. I was about. Was well, about they, well, they sent you down the Penobscot River by yeah, yourself. Yeah. They taught they taught me how to you know <laughs> the canoe down the down the angle. But so I I joined the Marines at sixteen. So Howie rents me a car. There's three hundred people at my party, right? To go to the Marines in 1969. Wow. It took me 20 years to realize they really wanted to get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> Who the fuck sends a 16-year-old kid in the middle of Vietnam? Wow. Uh, took me 30 years. I, I'm a slow learner. Yeah. Wow. Really? <laughs> I mean, no, they said, yeah. you know, my father went in the service when he was 17. Yeah. My father, yeah. 15. Howie, 15. Really? Yeah. Howie's 15, what too. What branch did Howie go in? Marines. South Spalinga. Marines. He was 15, too, wasn't he? Oh, Ricky Spillinger. Remember Ricky Spillinger? Yeah, Billy. Billy, yeah. Billy, Billy and Ricky. Yeah, Billy Spillinger. Yeah, that's that's. I used to spar guy. with Ricky. Really? And he didn't know how to go easy. Yeah. Every time I spar with him, he bloodied my nose. You know, with sparring, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah, but, yeah. But he couldn't help life. himself. Yeah. The only time I ever had a bloody nose was spar with that animal. Yeah. He could punch, though. Yeah. Dickie yeah, Eckler loved Ricky. Uh, they were somewhere yeah. together. I forget. Maybe Plymouth Forestry or something. How he used to game. coach the uh, hockey games in Raybrook. Yeah. And Ricky would be there. And if there was a f if, if someone got hit and there'd be uh, like someone get cut, sometimes the screws would cut the game down. And how he go, no, I'm the medic. I'm the medic. Get over here. Get over here. And so, he put uh, tape on them and stuff. Get yeah. back in there. <laughs> and he kept the game going. But they used to watch Ricky hit the bag. Like yeah, for fucking an hour. Yeah, he was a beast. He could yeah. hit. Yeah. Were you in there with him? I was in Cambridge jail with him really? years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he was a beast. Yeah, yeah. These guys and and um and how he went to. I mean, talk about a legend. You know, in the in the criminal underworld. I mean, here's a guy, and you you know you're surrounded by rats these days, right? Everybody, guys, got pinched for something in their face and a nickel, and hey, I'm 50 years old. I can't go to five no. years. I got kids, and and they rat. And here's a guy. You know, I've only I've only read about him, but I mean, I guess I could have did what this guy did. I've read so many books. Anytime a book when you're in jail or in prison, a book yeah. like Citizen Somerville comes, or no matter what it is, whether it was, you know, you know, your your um you know, everyone, whoever's book, right? We all, yeah. we all read, you know, we all read yeah. every one of them things. And you, you know, know which yeah. ones are bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I even said it, like, even the guy, Eddie McKenzie, people said it was yeah. bullshit. But you know what? Eddie McKenzie was, you know, he was a local tough guy and he was a fighter. And yeah, I'm sure he embellished a lot of yeah. things. And, yeah. and people really, you know, unloaded on him because they said, ah, oh, this is bullshit and that's bullshit. And he was trying to make a buck, right? But he's a, compared to this other guy, at least, at least that kid was like from the neighborhood or at actually pretty tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually pretty tough. You know, this guy is just – but going back to Howie, I remember reading stuff about him when – I'm not sure how old he was when he got arrested with, like, a couple of keys in his trunk. And, they and like, uh, I remember Howie uh, Carr wrote an article about him, right? And he was, like, basically saying, 
Jesus, just cooperate. You know, you're 70 years old. They're going to give you 20 years or whatever it was. I'm not I'm not sure of the age and what they were yeah. giving him for time. And he was just like, nope. I think like, he was 70, wasn't he, when he went away that last time? Because he did 10 years because yeah. that's he was away 93 to 2002 or three, yeah. And that's when this other guy, what's his name, Hicks? Yeah. He says he was talking to him when he was in jail. How's he talking to him when he's in jail? He says he's talking to Whitey in 1994. Whitey went away. Yeah, he Whitey took was off. on the he land. Said, yeah. Right, Johnny? 96. They were on Lewisburg Square together. Oh, they had, remember, oh yeah. Remember when they bought him a condo? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even watch the whole thing, but I didn't I even see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why Jimmy, you was a condo? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think he even get him to buy me lunch. Yeah. I don't think why he was buying condos for anybody, actually. Jimmy, I I'll mean, just drive you home. He's not getting in the car. I know it's his car. He's not getting in. Yeah. Nobody has any idea who he is, you know? Um, but yeah, getting back to how we like. Like I said, with like the stolen valor thing, like these guys, and like I said on the other thing, I'm not just gonna say, oh, this guy killed someone, so he, you know, he has my respect because there's victims and there's families, and you know, so many people are hurt and affected. People that are real men don't tell you. You never in jail say, "Who'd you kill?" You don't ask that. Yeah, it's like going to war. Yeah, who'd you kill in war? Yeah. You know, people don't say that. Real men don't talk like that. Yeah, right. yeah. real men just keep their fucking mouth shut. Yeah, big mouths. Don't. But like I like I'm I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt no, no, you. Are you all right? I think I can I think I'll be Bundy. Bundy, don't do it. He's, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Bundy, I didn't mean to hurt me. Let me get my last drink. But but going back to like the stolen valor, like these guys put in work, whatever they did, they stood up, they did their time, whatever it was, or whatever it was, right? These guys actually did stuff and they're not out on podcasts bragging about it and doing this and that. They're just if they're lucky enough to still be around and be free they're they're living you know good lives and and like i know pat you know well and yep. you know jimmy and yep. and these guys uh you wouldn't it's like when someone meets me and i'm running the sober house and these kids come in and they're druggies and everything and yep. they get high and they're trying to fool me and you know they don't know i was shooting heroin and yeah. coke and in yeah. prison because they just know me as you know yeah. the guy who owns a house just like if somebody met you or yeah. you no one no one would know in a million years any of these guys, Pat, you wouldn't know he did a day in jail or anything he did no. or Jimmy or anything. I wouldn't think any is. Yeah. You know, and and, and for this guy so, to try to profit off other people's So I did how he would and what, whatever you want to call it. I'm sorry. Just don't let it happen again. Buddy, oh. Buddy, <laughs> <Bundy, laughs> <Bundy, laughs> listen. Buddy, you were right. We shouldn't have you this guy on. Of, fucking, you know, <laughs> hey, remember James Bond bust off? The guy with the hat? Who oh, yeah, yeah, guy yeah, with the hat? Was it? Was it? Our job. Our job. Yeah, Bundy's ready. But see, I, Bundy, I don't got to say nothing to Bundy. Jimmy, I just give Bundy the head nod. The head nod. Yeah, that's it. The hat goes flying. It works. God, you remember? what you're going to say now so, yeah I almost forgot right. but I did Howie's eulogy at St. Clement's and in, during the eulogy I said guys like Howie Winter Jimmy and all that crew that was in Summerville at that time you never had to lock your doors you were no one would break into your house because they'd have to deal not with the cops yeah. but with the guys that were the, the real tough guys yeah. and that was the guys that up at Marshall Motors in the hill yeah. And right, Jimmy? No one if you broke into someone's house, if you stole from Somerville, 
you, you, you got a house. bad beating. Yeah. You know, you got a bad beating. No, yeah. Not really worse, but mostly a beating. Yeah. I took 10 of them. I think somebody yeah. needs a bad beating. <laughs> hey, take it easy. Sean Hicks. Yeah, we got to bring it. So you like the episode with, with one of Hicks's victims there, right? With the bag on oh, his head? Oh, the baggie. Did the you, bag guy did, was beautiful. Did you like that? The teardrops. Yeah, the yeah. teardrops. Yeah, That each. was your producer's uh, idea, right? Yeah, the teardrops. You don't love that, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. You don't love that, right? It looks like, you know. <laughs> I thought I saw it um, somewhere with a cup or something. <laughs> Welter Circle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, Wellington. I'm sorry. You let it be up. <laughs> oh, my God. But... So now, um, in the last week or so, um, this Hicks is, I said this before, but uh, Diane Bay, I think, it's his ex-wife's sister, is uh, reaching out. So I got to talk to her and try oh, to good. get her on here, or, or at least at least talk to her a little. Maybe maybe do a live pod, have her call in. Johnny Doe. Johnny Doe. Johnny Barafuco. Look at him. Yeah, he had, he had, he had that idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, um, we're going to keep beating a dead horse with this, you know, because we just can't let this guy keep keep going on with these stories. And, There's just so many and, people um, he can hurt. And he's, you know, Mike? He yeah. can hurt so many people. And he's know, feeling the serious. heat. He's, he's feeling the heat. You know, he, he put an Instagram video on where he finally snapped and started yelling some stuff about me. Um, it's kind of easy. Yeah, it's kind of easy. Bundy, Bundy. Yeah, he was, and and he had another one where he yelled out because Pat's name must have come up, and he goes, "You know, you can you can say anything, but now you're saying some pretty serious guys' names." He goes, you're mentioning Patney and and uh, Red Shea. I met Red Shea once at, at Mickey's golf tournament. It seemed like a nice enough kid. I don't. I used I don't... to drive Wahlberg around. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah he was with you and Mickey. And then yeah. Well, I picked him up one day. And I, I I was one of the last fighters to fight two fights in one night at the New Englands. Yeah. And Red Shea was in the back with Wahlberg. I was with the Teamsters, and he goes, I remember you. You fought two fights in one night. I go, Oh really? How'd I do? <laughs> <laughs> so how did you do? I know you. I won. <laughs> no knockouts? Or just, no knockouts. No knockouts, both no. decisions. Just Where decision. was that? Uh, the auditorium? Or? Uh, no, uh, well, you just said uh, Electric Hall. The, uh, oh, the IBW there? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. New England yeah. there yeah. in the yeah. old yeah. days, you know? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was, a lot of fights here. 19, whew, wow, 81. Wow. It's a long time. That's how I was just starting to, you know, almost getting in trouble. I was starting to smoke the weed then. Yeah. It wouldn't be long. <sighs> DYS was in the near future. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 1981 would have been Sean Hicks. He was deep in it by then. He was oh, yeah. 10, right? Yeah. And I was, they sent me in a bar to collect some money. And I'm looking at this kid, right? Like when I was 13, you know, yeah, I looked like I was about nine, right? Imagine me, you know, sauntering in a bar and going up to a guy like you, like, hey, yeah. you got the money? Uh, give me a fucking wedgie and hang me on the fucking fish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were the last of a dying brain. Yeah. shoes in the bars. Yeah. But yeah, the, the stories, uh, you know, are so crazy. And, and now, 
You know, it was good when Pat called me the other night. He's and, a good guy. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm at the Marine Corps thing or every year. Oh, yeah. Pat's you know, a Marine. He sits with us, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I see the things he's got in his house. He's got the couple of Marine things with his name on it. Oh, really? And the, yeah, he yeah it's well known in Southie. Yeah, you should uh, come over for the parade. Uh, uh, you know what? The parade falls right on Sunday. Sunday, the, the one year where a friend of mine's fighting in New York City, St. Patty's Day weekend. Is that the seventeenth? Yeah, the parade's usually the Sunday, the closest, either before or after. And this year, it falls right on St. Patty's Day. The parade doesn't happen too often. So, yeah, I mean, they'll let you come, come into the parade if you I used want to go to Charlestown once in a while. Yeah, yeah, they'll let you. Just you know. Just look at you. You're doing good. You got the green with the shamrock. That's, That's where I hang. Yeah. Jimmy's been over there. It was free. <laughs> you, get, you, you drink so many nights, they give you a free sweatshirt to come back. Yeah, I was, we were <laughs> like, what? Hey, it won't fit you. Fuck, it did fit him. I was in trouble. You got to get a 4X. <laughs> 4X, Rich. But this, I mean, I was really hoping that Bobby was going to bring me um, my own copy of... Um, Tell them who it's signed by. I can't give oh, it Oh, yeah. Let's see. Howie Winter signed this personally. To my friend, best wishes, Howie Winter. Yeah, you can't give that to anybody. No. You know? So, you know, this is someone who actually grew up with Howie Winter and around him, and your father was, was tied with these guys. And we, Jimmy. We were born around him. We were born with them. When did know? Howie die? Three years ago, Jimmy? Two, three? Three. Three, three years ago, yeah. How old was he when he died? And how did he die? I think, right? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And, and he still, he still liked to gamble. Yeah. We used to go over to, uh, to, uh, Belmont and there was the biggest gambler probably in New England history, right, Jimmy? I won't say his name. Bob. That's all I'm going to say. His name's Bob. So he was dying of cancer. I'd bring Howie over there every week and here's Bob. 12 bets for $3,000 each, and he's dying oh, of cancer. 36 grand. And Howie, what do you want? What do you, you want some food, Howie? You want this, that? So one day he was in pain, but he, he took a, a a pill. He took a, a 10 milligram perk because yeah. he was in bad pain. He had a bad shoulder. Right. He forgot he took it. He took another one. Ooh. So I'm sitting here with Bob, and I'm going, so what, who'd you bet today, Bob? I look over, this Howie like this. <laughs> <laughs> I go, the fuck's wrong with him, Bob? the fuck wake up how are you all right uh, well, yeah well, what yeah. what'd you do i took i took two temple perks i go you fucking junkie i'm not driving you home you fucking junkie get the fuck out of here all the way home he's, he's in nah, my lap nah, yeah, yeah nah, I, nah. I did a little you know <laughs> i patted his head you know what yeah. i mean you've been there right yeah yeah quite a few times like i said um so how old was he when he wrapped up his last bid and where was he He was in the feds on that one too right obviously 80 yeah wow but you know he didn't have no pension he didn't have uh a lot of the old school gamblers didn't have no pension no nothing so he would say to me you gotta buy houses bob you gotta do this he he would buy property in Worcester and on Millbury Street, and he bought more property over here. And he'd look and and he bought machines to do the work with. And he'd be out there uh, the hottest day of the year. One day they they did uh, asphalt on one of his properties. Yeah, and he's out there with the water trying to cool it off. He's fucking eighty eight yeah. years old, cooling the water down. I go, yeah. Howie, you're gonna fucking die. What are you doing? Oh well, you. 
It'll cure better, Bob. Yeah, you'll be fucking cured with the two, you yeah. fuck. Yeah, some guys just like that. You never yeah, got, you know. Yeah, because, well, they had, he wanted to leave stuff for his wife when, you know, like we all do. We all want to leave stuff for yeah. our, our uh, kids or wife. And, and yeah. he, that's his only concern was leaving Ellen okay for the rest of her life. No kids? And that, uh, yeah, he had, he had, uh, well, me and Gary went to, his son were in the Marine Corps together. All right. He was a couple of months ahead of me. Then he had Howie and he had three girls. All right. But, but as, you know, back in the old days, they got separated because during the gang wars, you couldn't go home. Cause if you went home, they would clock you. Like the guys from the other gang would yeah. clock where you fucking lived. And then your family is in jeopardy. Yeah. So they, they basically went to the, uh, Little apartments or whatever with the mattresses down and the food coming in. And like Rico Sacramoni would have cars all over the city loaded with fucking guns. Yeah. So they knew what every car was. Maybe two two or three cars maybe. I don't know. You know. Yeah. Fucking but crazy time. When, when it happened, when something happened, they'd all go to the car, get the fucking guns out and do what they had to do. But that's the way. It was. They were way ahead of their time. I yeah. mean, they're way ahead of the FBI. They had the guns set up, and the, right? In those days? I mean, I wouldn't have thought of that, would you? No, I don't think so. Now, was Sean Hicks running one of those apartments at that time? Yeah. He was under the car. He's, he's, he's going to be taking notes with this, and it'll yeah. be in the fucking next um, <laughs> It'll be in the yeah. He was one of those beepers that they follow. He's under the car. <laughs> so what do you think about this this publishing company? And I know we just, we just said it about, you know, what was the word, Bundy? Journalistic integrity. Thank yep. you. Thank you with that. Yeah. What do you? What's your? What's your thoughts on this? Well, like, I originally got picked up by Penguin and Berkeley, but then something happened, and it's okay. I ended up self publishing. I I wrote this book with Elaine Karatsis too. She's a producer down in Miami. She's one of the top producers down there. She's a very brilliant, brilliant lady. I and I meant to say it earlier, but she's she helped me a lot. Like I did all the interviews. Yeah, and she did all the editing. You know the one word we used more than anything else? It's a three-letter word. And we had to take it out a hundred times. Three-letter word. Yes. No, not who, what? But. But. We All took right. out but a hundred times. Really? You know, I went here, but I didn't go there, but I yeah. didn't do this. Yeah. You never think that until you start editing yourself. Yeah. And it's fucked up because who would ever think yeah. but would you think and, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, just how, how we talk, right? You yeah. know what I mean. It don't sometimes it don't uh, transcribe too good, but it, it just kind of blows my mind that this guy, like uh, like John said, right? Um, when he's doing this podcast and he's looking at this guy in the eye and said, you know, this guy in prison said to me, you know, they just molded you like this perfect piece of clay, like this, you know, assassin. You know, when I was 13 years old, how do you just not, you know, hey, time out right what now. What do you call Jason what? Jason Bond. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you know? What was the other thing he said too? Sean Wick. Sean Wick. Sean Wick. I love I watch them all. I do too. But, you know, I, you know, like I said, begrudge a tip of the cap to this guy because he's such a con man and he's hoodwinked all these people enough to where he actually got a $50,000 check from this publishing company and you know he'd get more if this book did good you know and it's it's a fucking travesty you know if it does uh, I mean I'm hoping it don't I'm hoping somebody somebody gets somewhere we reach somebody well, the publishers are going to get put on notice on this. yeah I uh, 
Yeah. Howie's wife does not want this, want him to go any further. She doesn't want her name mentioned. She doesn't want his name mentioned because she doesn't know him. Howie didn't know him. And she's told me that verbatim. So is that the right way? Verbatim or verbatim? Verbatim. Is it verbatim? Yeah, it's verbatim. You fuck are you. Yeah. You gotta make me look <laughs> yeah, bad. Yeah, it's yeah, absolutely. I, I was just waiting. I, I got feelings. <laughs> I was waiting. I was waiting. Jimmy, I, I got feelings. I'm driving home. I, 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 listen, I knew I knew you'd slip up sooner or later. I get to correct you, I you know? Fun. I love correcting people's grammar and spelling, too. I like correcting <sighs> people's spelling. But uh, another thing is uh, Pat told me somehow this, this character got his phone number and called him up two weeks ago. Wow. So now Pat doesn't answer the call. He has um he's probably still he's probably still got the old t- telephone with the <laughs> caller ID where you see the name come up, but he actually Flip sees home. and he'd been watching my podcast and and uh and he was already aware of this guy through you know, whatever was going on with Howie and Pat everything. Really? I didn't know nothing until he told me. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, well, I'm the one. Everybody probably found out because of me. You, 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 let me tell you something. You're the man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, but he actually called up Pat. I mean, like knocking on Howie's door with yeah. his wife, like calling Pat the balls. He's got some balls. On this guy. So we're trying to figure out what he was actually going to say to Pat. And I think it's a, he was going to offer somebody money. Yeah, you know what I mean, or a percentage of something. Hey, back me up on this. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I mean that's the only thing I can think. Yeah, but he he's not gonna get that for Pat. No, me, anybody. He's not gonna get that for anybody. It's normal. He's talking to an era of honor and integrity. He's not gonna get anywhere with that. No. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he well, he, he doesn't know anything about honor and integrity, you know, but but reaching out to Pat and trying to, you know, like Pat said to me, he's like, I don't answer phone calls like that. I don't know what this guy's going to say, trying to implicate me and in, in some fabrication, a lie, like everything that comes out of his mouth. And I'm like, but part of me was like wishing he did answer just to know. Yeah, but he could tape him and then take tidbits of that fucking tape yeah. and make Pat look fucking really bad yeah. or anything. He could do anything because yeah, he he's could. that fucking evil, this kid. And, and he said that. He goes, I'm afraid he'd be recording me. Yes, or, he, of course he's going to be recording yeah. him. Yeah. You know, but but like I said, the ball's on him. To, and how did he get his fucking number? Mm. You know? When, I wouldn't when, call Pat. No. I call him right before St. Patty's Day and make sure I'm still, uh, you know, I'm not persona non grata over his house anymore. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know that do? one? You know that one? No. Persona non grata? It means you're, you're not welcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It means you're not welcome. <laughs> Jimmy knows. <laughs> you're not welcome. <laughs> Can I tell you what happened to me yesterday? Can I just tell you what happened to sure. me yesterday? I had a full head of hair yesterday, right? You still do, you fuck. My wife goes like, like this. I go, just chip, trim a little here. She goes, just like this. Ready? <laughs> right? I got this big spot in this fucking thing. Then he calls me and says, you got to go on TV. I go, the fuck am I going to go ahead and fucking it looks like a landing strip on my fucking head so I had, I had to shave it down tonight she got it. I knew you'd look I want to look like you and then I saw your head too so I go that's fucking three stooges oh Larry yeah you curly the audience you got a hat you'd be shopping for a week you need to size 10 for that oh yeah I know I know fucking you fucker I think what you gotta do is you have to have someone 
say that they need an interview with him and get him into a studio somewhere. Yeah. And have it as <laughs> Yeah. Well, that would be a fucking cool would end well. Yeah. Bunny wants to rip him fucking to shreds. Really? Yeah. 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 I just, you'd think I, I never saw the whole, the whole James English podcast. Someone just sent me a thing the other day. There's a kid on Instagram named Devin, Devin Murray. He does some things and he had him in South Boston. And I guess Pat thought he was like down the street and he was out there looking for him. And he's actually walking around and he's saying, well, you know, this is, uh, I used to run errands for Whitey and it was like Goodfellas, but Irish version. And, really? and I just saw this yesterday and like you guys said, he's a five foot nothing. Really? He's a fucking little twerk. You don't look little on, yeah. on the video. Yeah. You don't look little. He's a little fucking twerk, you know? Head. But um, man, I don't know how he got this far with these lies. That, uh, like Pat, Pat was in prison with the guys who stabbed uh, Paul Pierce, I guess. Yeah. Pat knows these guys. I don't know if it was prison, but he said he knew them, you yeah. know, Benzino's crew or whatever. But just he he was telling that lie in prison for years. And and we get um I guess his wife's his sister in law, his ex wife's sister, talked about did you hear about the guy he conned in prison? Yes. He the conned thousand, five thousand, yeah, something. Yeah. He conned yeah. a guy. He said he Johnny was a rapper Johnny. and he knew P. Diddy and he needed to finance this t shirt operation that he was going on tour when he got out. And this poor stooge in the fucking joint actually sent like five thousand dollars, which he sent right home to his wife and she furnished their apartment. And <laughs> she's, th- she's solid too. Then he, yeah, then he told the guy. He needed another ten thousand dollars, and he'd give him back forty grand or something. And this guy's <laughs> wife on the outside remortgaged her house oh, to pull out ten grand to send to this asshole. guy. You know this fucking low life, but he's he, he's been pulling these cons off for years. Yeah. I mean, like I said, he's just a, he's good at what he does. Yeah, yeah I, I hate to say it. I hate to say it, but I you, gotta keep listening you gotta, to him. Begrudgingly, really see see what else he's gonna say. Oh, it's coming to an end now. I yeah. couldn't fucking believe to what I heard. I, yeah, what's what was that? What's the name of that other podcast where they talked about it? Uh, it was James English. No, the. The fake mobster podcast was the guy's name, Matt Cox. Uh, Matt Cox. Matt Cox. Cox. He he uh, he calls him out too, and it had to be from from um, maybe seeing my clips because he says his only attempted murder was when he strangled his girlfriend or something. And uh, but even in that, Matt Cox goes, you know, he didn't do twenty four years. He did three years in state and three years in the feds, and that's a lie. He didn't do any fed time. This guy. So oh. he he tells these lies so much they almost stop becoming truths. Like I said, like a newspaper article will say how he went to his nephew um, yeah. writing a book or, you know, rapper who stabbed Paul Pierce. So he must be sitting home just giggling like, yeah, like, you he's know, on it, something. it's all coming to fruition. You, he's on oh, fucking yeah, yeah. something. You've seen that video, man. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's fucking <laughs> sitting on the couch. Yeah. Even people, everyone look, they text me, go, what the fuck's he on? Does I guess he need a, a hospital? Someone call me, go, if he needs to go to a hospital, let me know. I'll take him. Some guy that was into the uh, AA stuff, you know? Yeah, he's just a boozer, I guess. I guess a crack and booze, from what I hear, but I well, guess he drinks every day. How that in front of your daughter? I didn't see this. What oh, happened? Oh, he got now? the daughter there. He's going, hey, you don't feel good today. He's doing that, and she's going, get away from me. Really? And, and then the little boy's coming out in the deck. He's going downstairs showing everyone his Porsche, wherever he lives. He goes, yeah, I got all kinds of money. 
What'd you say? He, he, he owns four, yeah. four months. Yeah, is, that, yeah. is that right? Yeah, he doesn't own the place. He but you don't it. do that in front of your kids unless you're a fucking yeah. scumbag. scumbag. He's a scumbag. The poor girl's only 13, maybe. No. Is well, he he doing that? Has her on video on that. He had a daughter with a prostitute. Oh, yeah, she was a junkie or prostitute. Yeah, but his daughter grew up in foster care, and you know he reconnected with her what eighteen years later. Really, you know, ward of the state or whatever. Yeah, sounds about right. Wouldn't pay her phone bill. You know, she, she only looked fifteen to me, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. But oh, I, I felt bad. Oh, really? Yeah. But I just wouldn't do that to a kid on fucking TV. No, you know what I mean? Absolutely not. You don't involve kids at all with anything. Well, like we were just saying, you know, with Jimmy, he has no integrity, no honor. He's just, you know, he's just a fucking scumbag, you know? Mm -hmm. That's the bottom line with this guy. And we got to, you know, talk to uh, Diane Vey next. We got to get her. But, you know, the reason we do this, too, is, you know, you know, like I said, you know, trying to claim he's someone he isn't and affecting other people and, and, and causing grief to, to Howie's wife and, and other people, Pat, whether it's Jimmy, uh, you know, John, and no matter who it is, this guy's just causing problems. And, and for him to actually profit off this, it's fucking sickening to it me. Is. You know what I mean? And I, I think he was like sailing under the radar and it was getting closer and closer to this book coming out. Yes. And if that podcast didn't go didn't go viral with James English, then all of a sudden this book would have come out and everyone would have been saying, wait a minute, who yeah. the fuck's this guy? And by then, who knows? Maybe it's too late. Maybe this is a bestseller. And next thing you know, this guy has a movie about it. How'd you him, pick you up know? on it? You, someone? I saw it on Instagram, on oh, the, a clip on Instagram on the James you did a English. You research and you found out he's just a bag of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't take Sorry. long. You know, it didn't, it didn't take long at all. You and, know? Then, and then Pat called me and then I watched and then of course started telling you guys yeah. about it. And then I saw your podcast, Mike, yeah. and I was like, this guy's my hero. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I, I work out in the industry and I said, I got to come down and meet these guys. Awesome. <laughs> he called me today. He goes, they want, they want to talk to, they, you guys want to talk to me. Oh, fuck it. I'll go down with you. Can we talk about your... Um, Reels or anything? No. Well, yeah, you can talk everyone's self, Bloody Boston. So. Yeah, my friend Johnny here made a uh, project on Reels called Bloody Boston. It's unbelievable. I remember my father was watching. I came in. I introduced it. Really? You're in it too? I I'm remember seeing I'm the first guy. Really? I'm the guy who said, you fucker. Well, we fast forward. No, you know, no, listen, we come in and Bundy goes, you don't want to watch first five minutes. This fucking guy's on. You know, you just, <laughs> just we, it's like the old VCR. We hit the, Jimmy, I got feelings. <laughs> Jimmy, I got feelings. We hit the fast forward and Bundy. It, you know, Pat was on there. We did a round cut table. Right. You know Pat. I mean? Oh, yeah. Howie Carr was on it. These are people that know the stories. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, nobody's going to call up on Bloody Ball. Austin and say that's not true yeah you know you're yeah. full of shit yeah because yeah. they can't because these are the people that were involved telling the stories themselves when you see pat me come up come on bloody boston and explain to you how we took an armored car down yeah you're not going to doubt that but when you when but what i don't understand is a publisher actually didn't fact check this story yeah. because and, and what the publisher is really smart because what they're doing is that they won't answer you, Mike, and they're not going to answer anybody because they're going to fall under the whole, well, we didn't know, because as long as you have, it's like a, he's a straw. So they have him to hang their hat on. Yeah. And they can just say, well, you know, that's not our fault. This is what he told us. 
Yeah. So if you have a lawsuit or something, you have to go after him, not the publisher. Yeah. Okay. But as soon as the publisher is put on notice legally, yeah. Now that now they're liable. That's what's got to happen. Because yeah. You know. Now That's what's going to happen. Yeah. Because now you you know if they if they're you know delivered a letter before this book comes out and they decide to publish it unless they put it in the fiction section. Yeah. And that you might know? that might that's that, that's the way. Make it a fiction. Yeah. yeah. That might you know? happen. And at the end, he could be taken away in a spaceship, you know? Yeah. And then the we could then we could do um a real thing, bloody lol. With me, yeah. with, me, with me and Bundy. You, you and Bundy we and Mickey Ward. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dickie. But, yeah, and Dickie. Dickie Bloody low. <laughs> Charlie Gill. A lot of blood we'll there. Go we'll through we'll 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 Jimmy's friend. Charlie I, I Gill. I just happen there. to have the contracts right out of my car. Yeah. <laughs> how, can, how convenient. Oh, you know? But Citizen Somerville. Now I'm going to... Um, I'm Even Bonnie's going to read these. Yeah, yeah definitely you know, read you know, he looked at the pictures first. Yeah. <laughs> so did he. He's Bobby, like this. Bobby He's looking at the fucking book. I go, what are you looking for? The pictures, you fuck? He goes, yeah, I was. I'm looking for the pictures. Where are they? In the back. I self-published. Yeah. I, the only the only thing is like, I'll probably look online to buy it. And Bobby will be calling up like, jack the price up. I got a couple of guys who are trying Amazon. to buy it. Amazon. 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 Yeah, yeah. Trying to buy the I book. I make $2 a book. Oh, I had, a, I had a book written about me, but that's on Amazon by Is my it? sister. Yeah, it's not too flattering. None really? too flattering, but we'll we'll gloss right over, we'll gloss <laughs> right over that and get back to Citizen Somerville. I'm gonna I want to get a couple of copies of that. I don't know if my father's I'll sign read it anytime you want. You definitely I'll come up and see you. Definitely. Yep. Um, tomorrow, I, don't know, I don't know about coming to Braintree again. I mean, but the gloves what, tomorrow night. Cows out here? A sheep? <laughs> what the fuck they go? <laughs> the, the gloves tomorrow night in Lowell. I'll, you, I'll be there. You're gonna be there right yeah. uh where can i get the book citizen somewhere uh, Amazon, Amazon, yeah it's the only really the only place yeah, yeah. all right i'm gonna check out anyway. yeah um people read it in aruba people call me from aruba they go i just see someone read your book on the beach yeah i go were they naked how about barnes <laughs> and noble they want to have them? they used to yeah. they don't have them no more amazon after it's yeah. been that's 2010. years right yeah it's 14 years yeah, i knew because i was locked up then 2010 i knew that book was really yeah. see i i yeah that's the only things I remember. Like, I remember like, oh, the Columbine thing. Oh, I was in Walpole. The Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa home run thing. Oh, I was in Walpole. Oh, and the, you know, the plane hit the building. Oh, I was in Danvers Detox. Back then <laughs> when I was drinking and doing drugs, right? Yeah. I don't remember. Oh, I, I can't remember where I was for that. Oh, this Patriot Super Bowl. I go. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was fucked up then, apparently, because I have no fucking recollection yeah. of it at all. So that's the only time I remember stuff is when I was straight. So I've been straight. Uh, St. Patrick's Day, the 17th, will be... 11 years really? since Mickey took me down to Florida. Mickey right. Ward took me to Florida cool. and put me in a rehab in Florida. So we met Sean. They were down Florida. Um, Justin was down Ju there, yeah, but Justin, I, already yeah. knew, I already knew them. You know, I already knew Justin. So, yeah. I, But I was down there. So funny story with Justin. He's running a sober house. And oh, Jesus, can I talk about this? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, hey, there's no statue of limitations. He's executive <laughs> director right now. Yeah. <laughs> but back then I was... I may or may not have been getting some pills from Florida and may or may not have been coming back yeah, to the Boston area. Yeah. So after I leave rehab in Florida, I come back to uh, Massachusetts, but I'm going down to Florida once a month. 
So Justin's running this sober home. So I go, I'm too cheap to pay for a fucking hotel, right? So I go to this sober home and Justin say, oh, we got two open beds. So there's all these guys and I say, yeah, I'm the new guy. You know, I moved in yeah. and I, I, I brush my teeth taking a shower. So Justin tells a story. I'm laying there in my boxes, like scratching my balls. I'm on the fucking, I'm on the couch. So the owner comes in. He says, hey, who the fuck are you? So I'm on the phone. I, I give him the one minute. Like, <laughs> oh. I, don't, I don't know he's the owner. I'm thinking oh. it's just some, some, like, that's some kid who lives here. So I'm, like, yeah, I'm on the phone. Hold on a minute. He goes, no, like, who are you? And he sees me. I'm looking at my boxes, brushing my teeth, walking around, <laughs> scratching my ass. He goes, buddy. You're the king. Yeah, who are you? And then I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> so yeah that's that's when i was down in florida with justin and all those guys kyle gianelli who i named the house after who's another tooks free kid and all them and uh so yeah i owe a lot to mickey man i owe it all to mickey if it wasn't good for him good guy i'd been to so many detoxes and rehabs and nothing ever clicked and and i went down there and Mickey picked me up at the airport and he drove me to the to the rehab and and I was on the methadone and the methadone is very hard to detox from and Mickey was saying oh don't worry they got methadone here they're gonna take you down real slow they got yeah. so I get in there I'm like you're starting to feel the withdrawals and I said when do I get the methadone they said yeah we don't have any methadone here. I'm <laughs> oh, like if, if Mickey was here I don't give a fuck how bad his body punch was or anything <laughs> I would have went at him like a fucking lonely oh, gorilla he set you but, up but that was it. Um, that was the beginning of it, and uh, here we are, almost eleven years later, man. Congratulations! And who would have thought, right? Yeah. Who would have thought? I'm going yeah. in a sober house, so right. you know, with the likes of John and Jimmy and Bobby here, and and in the middle of this, but we don't know what life what what, what life holds for us next. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Well, That's it's good, it. You know, you could you can actually go over the Gardner Museum when you have Miles on. Yeah. And what what Mr. Hicks' involvement was with that? Yeah. He was the number one suspect. Yeah, we got Miles Connor coming on. Love, right? <laughs> yeah, and what? Oh, right on St. Patty's Day, they're having a release for the Miles Connor thing. No, it's just going to be. It's, I guess it's a, a docu a document documentary on him. It's a film that, a film that they uh, put together on his life. Um, I know that name too, Al Dodger. Why do I know that name? He promotes all the bands. And anything they did at the Foxwood at the football games and the Al did it all. All right, yeah. All the shows they did there. All right, so I've read the name. I've read the name in the book. Yeah, he managed Dion Wallach's tours. He was a tour manager for yeah. Dion Wallach, uh, Frank Sinatra. Wow. Uh, yeah, he holds all the, all the concerts at, at um, Foxborough, all of them. Awesome. The crafts. Wow. But I mean you can maybe you can find out, you know, if, if Hicks was part of miles. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna keep going on this guy and this fucking clown. The the other kid who lived with him, Rudy Youngblood, that Indian guy who was in a movie, he buffaloed him and I don't know what his, his thing with him was, trying to scam him about doing another movie. But yeah, we're gonna keep it going because the release date of this book is when? Do you know when? March twenty fourth. March twenty fourth. Really? Yeah. yeah, it's coming up. It's coming up. Yeah. So Fast, I'm, I'm hoping somebody, you know, you know, sends them a cease and desist or something, you know? Something yeah. I'm sure that'll happen. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Let's I'm hope gonna... so. Uh, Bobby, thank you for coming welcome, on, man. Buddy. It was a pleasure. Pleasure seeing you again. Yeah, yeah. I didn't recognize you with those glasses yeah, on, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> you look like one of the village men. Yeah. <laughs> village people. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get Village uh, people. Sorry. <laughs> you keep this. That's the yeah, facts for him. Yeah. And, um. Tomorrow night, Golden Gloves and Lowell. Yeah. And hopefully, um, yeah, hopefully we can 
we'll see what happens with this and you know something good something good's gonna happen and yeah, and you know you know he's feeling the heat he's saying oh he's yeah he's saying oh fuck you know all right man bobby thanks again Thank you, man buddy. i appreciate it you're appreciate a good kid on. i don't care what they say about you i'm not saying uh, that about uh, bundy yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right that's episode 16 yeah, justin <laughs> 17 in the books the oakley's will be back next week let's fucking go